Welcome to the Multitask. This is John Moore. It's your boy Fadi. What's going on, guys? So, are you watching CPAC? I'm, I'm watching the highlights. I'm watching the, the top plays, if you will, on my Twitter timeline. Just what a, what a, um, I don't know if it's getting more attention than it usually is because Trump's speaking, but it was, it's definitely a microcosm of what the Republican Party is right now. Well, no, I'd say it's getting the same amount of attention, maybe, maybe a little bit more, but it's, it, it is probably for the last, as long as I've been watching politics, maybe the last, uh, eight to ten years it is uh the must-see hate watch for progressives and people who, who who respect decency um you know down you you look and you see the people booing just when they're asked to put their mask on uh you have a situation where uh the stage itself is questionable as to whether or not it's a nazi symbol and i'm not sure if you saw that video yesterday where one of the right-leaning online channels had to break away and read disclaimers because there was a conspiracy theory discussion about the vote. And they're like, we don't want that smoke. <laughs> and they, they cut away and they read a bunch of disclaimers. Well, all those people who are cutting away reading disclaimers are, are party. They're, they're part of the, the, the big lie, as we, we are starting to call it. Um, this, is my, this is my fear about what We'll get into it based on our topics, but what Biden, his um, willingness to work on the other side, I'm not sure if he's underestimating what he's actually facing. Um, These guys aren't fringe right wing. This isn't Tucker Carlson and Rush Limbaugh. This is Ted Cruz, who's a sitting senator. This is Congress people who were elected this past uh, couple of years. So um, we're facing something that's, that's out of control. And we, I, I feel like we should, we're not as aggressive as I think we should be trying to fight that because um, they can't control what's on their end. So the repercussions of that are unknown to us. You know what I mean? This isn't like political maneuvering or anything like that. These are conspiracy theories, white supremacists. The Nazi same symbol was not accidental. It's not like, oh, it kind of looks like it. It's proportionally perfectly shaped to look just like it. So um I hope that we could watch this and hate on it a little bit, but I hope we could also uh, know what we're up against and get a good idea of it. Well, here's the thing. We know what we're up against. And I think what's the biggest thing that's changed is <clears throat> the four years of Trump, where we realized that these people, <clears throat> many of us have realized this long before, right? But more and more people are realizing just how, and for lack of a better phrase that Hillary Clinton used in the 2016 election, how deplorable a good portion, a significant portion of the Republican Party is. And the reality is, is that you have um, a party where common sense just has gone out the window, where they're pandering to the far right, where they're doing all sorts of things that are completely, completely, completely just deplorable, right? And And everybody is... You know, I think people are sick and tired of it, and they're fighting back. I think people are fighting back. Who's the people and, on the right or, or our side? Oh, on our side. I remember. Don't forget some of the stuff when it came to negotiating. I know that you talked about in a lot of ways you shouldn't give them. You know, you know, Biden's got to be a little bit careful. But you know, Biden's playing hardball on COVID relief, and that's the first you know fu. And then you know whether you when you look at the equality bill, that's that's another one that we've just gone ahead and you know you know, just push through. And I think the Senate is going to have to change. Um, fortunately, <clears throat> it is senators, member senators 
who are the holdup. And the reason why I say fortunately, that means that once you can move them, Schumer's not going to stay in the way. If 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 you can move Cinema, if you can move Mansion, then you could potentially get away, get rid of the filibuster and everything else. But you know, um, I do think the fact that uh, the leadership of the uh, Senate is a lot more ballsy. Um, at some point in time, you'll see procedural maneuvers, and I bet you even with Mansion and uh, Cinema, where they might not cross certain lines. I bet you they would also still be for being more creative in other areas. They might not go for the simple repeal of the filibuster, but I could see them coming up with uh, or attempting to come up with solutions that kind of, you know, really defend the party. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I want to run with one of your points about the just the seat back in general and just that crowd. Um, are they deplorable or are they just... Or are they just jockeying for position? And I say that because I was talking to somebody on Twitter who was a White House uh, correspondent, and we were just talking about, um, he, he was kind of angling to say that these people are still believing the lies. And I said, at what point is it that they don't believe the lies, they're just running with it? Like, at what point if, if Trump actually, like, murdered a baby puppy or a child or somebody in the middle of the street, how much would they actually just say, that's not a deal breaker and they would just vote for him, right? So let me, I'll pose that question to you. How much of it do you think is they actually are convinced that, that they're telling the truth or how much of it is like, we know they're lying, but we're just going to run with them anyways. Those are our guys. Um, I think it's 50-50. I think the Republican Party for so long has had no credibility. Let's go back to when Obama was president yeah. and when the whole birther thing would come out and you would see the poll numbers of the number of Republicans who actually believed that Obama was not born here, right? So the reality is, and it's what we talked about uh, either last week or the week before when we talked about how gullible the Republican base is. Now, are they? is it is it confirmation bias where they believe certain things so you can throw it um, out to them and they'll believe it? Or are they just that stupid? Or, you know, or, you know, is it that they know it's a lie, but hey, they're willing to do it because it advanced something, you know, when you're talking about the base, but that party is, is crazy. You, did you see the um, story about the, um, you know, the Mary Miller, who is a Republican Congresswoman from Southern Illinois, uh, her husband, Chris Miller, who's a state rep, uh, actually had a, drove a pickup truck to the Capitol on, on uh, uh, January 6th, and it was a three percenter uh, pickup truck. He had a big three uh, percenter decal. And then he tried to just say, oh, he didn't know what it meant or whatever. That's who these guys are. That's, that, I mean, that's, that's what that's I mean. What... It, it, they're not, they know exactly what they're doing is my point. Like when Trump says the election was stolen, I just don't think they believe it. I just think they're using it as excuse to fund and get messaging across to their cause. Right. Well, I think, well, I think many of the people and the elected officials don't believe it, but I do think that their base, many of the people uh, eat that stuff up. Um, what was funny, and I never had this said to me, but when I got to college and, you know, what, I'm not sure what it's like now, but back in the day, um, I was fortunate enough to grow up in a very integrated community, but most of the people I went to school with came from either all white or all black uh, community. And some of the just ignorant things that would be said to the black students by the white students, um, you would just be appalled. And uh, you're using the word ignorant as to say that they just don't know. Yeah. Right. Ign ignorant from the standpoint of ignorance. They're just, yeah, you yeah. know, they're ignorant. But, 
And what I say that all to say is when you think about how ra- people who would be accomplished, educated, um, have multiple degrees, have professions that require a significant amount of education, could still be just really ignorant on certain stuff. Um, fair. It, 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 it amazes me. That's fair. I, I just, I just, I'm starting to wonder how much of it is. They, they all, they're all in on the lie. I, I don't for a second believe that Don Jr. goes to sleep thinking that election was stolen. I just don't buy it. Like, it's, I think some of these guys are idiots and they're stupid, but they're, they're not that stupid. And I, I just think that, that we have to be careful about how much we're, 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 we're believing into their stupidity as much as this is a tactic of the war that they're fighting. Well, here's the funny thing, though. And I truly believe that many of the freshman Republicans and probably some of the ones who are not freshmen, I think that the Republicans have appealed to low information voters for so long that in the last couple of cycles, they've elected a lot of low information members of Congress. Yeah. I truly believe that Bobert is, well, let's be honest, no shade, no shade to people out there with GEDs. Yeah. But the reality is a GED that was just attained, it'd be different if, it'd be different if she got a GED 10, 15 years ago and built life on that. Yeah. Right. But she just got her GED last year and this one was now a sitting member of Congress. And 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 she's going to be someone that people listen to and makes policy and all this, and then and you know let's not you know you look at uh uh Mary Mary Taylor Green she is or Marjorie Taylor Marjorie, Green yeah she, she's she's just a piece of work and you know and and her Jewish space laser thing like I don't again I don't think that's I don't think she, that's uh I don't think she's making that up I think she actually believed that. So to, to go to your point, I just think these people are representative of their voters in that way. Well, I think it's also this whole, and this is the one thing that I hate, I hate the backlash against elitism. Um, yeah. You and I, have made, we've had this discussion before. I want my doctor to be a, a lot smarter than me. Yeah. I want the guy that flies my plane to know more about planes and aeronautics than I do. I would assume that you and I, as Bears fans, want the guys on the field to have a lot more athletic ability than we do, yeah. and we expect them to. But for some reason, we don't expect our politicians, at least on the Republican side, to be well-educated, well-trained, have experience. That doesn't make any damn sense to me. But that's what the Republican Party's all about. Yeah, Ted Cruz on CPAC was talking about Republican Party is a party of blue collar workers. And I'm just like, this is all bullshit. Um, you're the one quoting Shakespeare and stuff. AOC was the one bartending two, two years before she ran for Congress. I'll take it from a beautiful scene, the opening scene of the newsroom, Aaron Sorkin beautifully wrote where Jeff Daniels' character is saying, we used to revere intelligence. We used to look up to it and we used to strive for it. Now it's made fun of to be smart, to have Harvard degrees, and not that Harvard is the pinnacle or the standard, but we used to strive for that. We used to look up to people who had these um, abilities to be able to be intelligent and to communicate that to the people, right? Um, and now we, 
for coastal elites who who can't connect with people it's bullshit but again this is back to my whole point republicans are better at just messaging and so when they say coastal elitism not not better not better their audience um, is they're more efficient <laughs> look i get it democrats there's a, just a different range of us and the republicans is a small tent party i totally get it but when when they talk every word that they say is 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 simplified and 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 potent so when they say coastal elites they mean you know those assholes that you don't like that's what they're trying to say really but, 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 guys but, 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 ecologists but here's the thing um one of the people who you know is a coastal elite a lot of a lot of coastal elites in the republican party but they're fronting yeah right? of course of course george bush to this day still plays the all shucks good old boy dude grew up in maine he went to he went to a prep school he was a male cheerleader there's nothing wrong with being a male cheerleader, but at, but but when you think about the Republican base and everything else, you know, you when you hear George Bush talk, you would have thought that he grew up on the Prairie West Texas, but he didn't. He grew up a privileged kid. I think right? Donald Trump is a coastal elite, right? right. Maybe not education wise, but he, that dude is from New York. He grew up rich. Not even a question to me. Well, he went to the University of Penn. I mean, that's, 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 I really, and then you look at some of my dad's, my dad's favorite Republican, and I say that kind of sarcastically, he just thinks he's a, he, he always cracks up, is you ever seen John Kennedy, the Congress, the, the Senator from uh, Louisiana? Yeah. And he talks like this good old boy, and he always, you know, just seems all shucks. Dude is like a, um, uh, Rhodes Scholar. He went to yeah. Oxford. He's, so what happens, and you know, again, Cruz is a is an Ivy League trained lawyer, and um, I resent that, right? Um, you know, think about it. We had that here in Illinois with Bruce Rauner. Dude was a billionaire, and remember, uh, he drove around, uh, he drove around the uh, state in a broken down pickup truck just to connect with folks. Yeah, and I'm like insulted, you know, because that's you know what. You have to be rich to drive around the state in a, in a broken down pickup truck because if you had a if you had a broken down pickup truck, you'd have to put a lot of work into it to drive mm -hmm. around the state in it, right? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not a big fan of rich people or um, elite people who try to be normal. Yeah. I don't mind them being normal. I don't mind normal effects. I don't mind. But you know what? <clears throat> Bill Gates is one of the richest people in the world, but he doesn't come off as trying to be normal. He's more normal just being himself yeah. as opposed to, you know, you know, not try, trying to front like like so many of these uh, anti-coastal elite elites in the Republican Party. I couldn't agree with you more, yeah. So speaking of which, um, something that hit kind of close to home for us was this week uh, the crazy... QAnon congressperson, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, got in a little fight with our newest congressperson from the 3rd Congressional District, Marie Newman, uh, on the day that the uh, uh, the Equity Amendment, uh, uh, the, the, the Equity Act, I'm sorry, yeah. passed, um, uh, Marie Newman decided to put a trans flag uh, outside of her office. Marie's got a trans daughter. And uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene went ahead and uh, put up some type of 
sign. And I will tell you this much: you might you might know what the sign says. That sign has been turned into a meme with yeah. people inserting their own language and video. I'm not sure what the actual sign says, but uh, I just thought that was that was just very telling. It right? said, uh, if I'm telling. not mistaken, God created two genders only. Trust the signs. Right. Um, Whatever that and, means. I mean. Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, of course, is the one because of the fight with um, Marie Newman. It's getting a lot of press, but a lot, a lot of Republicans on the floor made transphobic and homophobic statements, and uh, it, it it just kind of to show you um, what what they're all about. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. I, I we have to start believing these. I, I don't want to harp on it, John, and forgive me if I am, but we have to keep believing who these people are telling us they are. Mark, Republicans don't believe in governing. I've said this a million times. They, they're just the opposition party. She's trolling. She's literally what I would call, what the internet calls, forgive my language, what we call shit posting, which is just going down and replying to everybody's post, just the opposite of what they're saying for the sake of the click or for the sake of the like. Um, the bill passed. Marjorie Taylor Greene was wrong, but she's still going to do it because she believes it's going to be good for her base because it probably is, right? We we can't fight that with with Twitter statements and anything like that. We we have to fight back aggressively, in my opinion, on stuff like that because um, she's not qualified, frankly. She's not qualified to be in that office, and the fact that she could degrade it with doing such silly things like printing out posters and putting them outside your wall like you're a 12 year old girl like it's just it's appalling to me right one of the things that cracked me up is obviously for any number of reasons uh it was it was really easy for marie newman to procure uh a trans flag she may have even had one in the office it's because right. a lot of a lot of democrats who are especially have a strong base in the lgbt community probably have access to that stuff pretty quickly but she was just marveling at how Marjorie Taylor Greene had to actually put some time and effort to go in and get the sign made up. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's probably, it was probably very easy to procure that flag for Marie Newman. Yeah, it was I probably like that, a nice I, sweet I, idea that she had. And she went in the back closet and took it out and said, I'm going right. to do this. Marjorie right. just probably had a whole team working on that poster. Exactly, exactly. And, um, but you know, one of the things that I had brought up for me was, uh, as you know, the other thing that passed this week was a COVID relief. Mm -hmm. um, and what I think is important, and I'm putting it together with the uh, Equity Act, um, this is how we have to write and pass bills um, right now, because I think <clears throat> oftentimes we've done a very good job on messaging on some of those social issues, and we've gotten our base, and it gets into that's our base, know we're doing well. And then first and foremost, we, we do it. And then they go to the Senate and then a Republican White House and die. Um, this has a legitimate chance of passing. But then also, the reason why I say it's kind of a good combination is we also did it the week that we passed the uh, COVID relief. And I think too oftentimes that we and our desire <clears throat> to be inclusive and speaking out for our base and the diversity um, we do things and then don't take care of those kitchen table issues, right? I think this week, if we had only passed the equity bill, um, you know, equal, I'm sorry, the, is it Equality Act? Like the Equality Act. If, 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 we'd so, only yeah. passed, if we'd only passed the Equality Act um, and not pass cover relief, that's the type of thing where Republicans will say, well, you know, you're trying to let men go to women's bathroom, stuff like that, where meanwhile Americans are suffering. 
Yeah. Um, and and that and you talk about effective messaging. That's effective messaging, not just to stupid people, but to people who would possibly have a soft space in their heart for the people that are impacted by the Equality Act. However, all they care about is the fact that they haven't gotten their COVID relief yet. Yeah. And so it's important. No, I, I don't know if they can always be. A, and I don't know if this was strategic. I'm going to assume it was. <clears throat> but I think that they could always kind of whenever we do these things that are important to our base and that do mean a lot to everybody. Right. Um, and especially the people who are impacted by the, the the wrongs that these bills address. I do think it's important to to make sure that you're also doing other things. And because I've, I've heard a lot of people say it's not that a lot of Americans are turned off by that work. It's just that they get frustrated when they see so much energy and emphasis on, you know, uh, the Equality Act and nothing that impacts their pocketbooks. Yeah. You know? So I have a different take on this, and let me approach it from my uh, disgruntled millennial self. Um, I follow politics closely. I knew that once we got $600 checks in December, that Biden was going to do $1,400. I knew that. I knew that Pelosi and Biden and Kamala were all saying mid-March by the time it got passed. I knew that. And I've been very careful about Twitter is not real life and Facebook is not real life. I, I've, I've been trying to get better at that. I feel like there's people are frustrated and they don't want to say, oh, look, well, the first, it's been only four weeks since he's been president, right? Two weeks of that was the impeachment trial. And then now they've passed two big bills within the last two weeks. Like that's progress in one month. That's pretty good, right? let alone all the COVID stuff they've, they've accomplished in the last uh, four weeks. But, but the minutia of that, people don't understand as much. People remember saying $2,000 checks. Okay, we voted for you, you got elected. Oh, you need us to go vote for Georgia. Okay, we get it, McConnell. All right, cool, we'll show up in Georgia. And then now it's just like, where is it? And I know it's not immediate because I know that, but I think there's a, there's a sense of, urgency that the people want to see within the Biden administration that I'm, I'm want to hold them to that as well. So I guess what I'm saying is um, the, the equality act is great. And I think that we should pass a bunch of that stuff. Right. I, I just wish that we would have the urgency for everything right now, right away before we get into like you, like we've said before, you have a year, you have a year and a half to govern before those midterms and everything comes around so the people are hurting and i want to see the urgency so i i urge i urge that if that makes sense right but i i the the, the thing is i would even say going back to even to the two thousand dollar checks the two thousand dollar check messaging was almost directly exclusively sent to the people in georgia most people in yeah. america who are not in the social media space do not realize that uh, there was this is going to be $1,400 found money for most people. Um, there's, there's a very, there's a very small, and it's going to be welcome. It's going to be needed. But, you know, the, the reality is, is that the majority of folks um, in America were not on the receiving end because they're not on Twitter. They're not on Facebook. Yeah. We're not on the receiving end of the $2,000 check piece. Um, they're what they're paying I guess attention. What, and they, I was coming get, from a point, sorry to cut you off. I was coming from a point where I'm feeling that from people who are in the deposit. 
right. I'm right. feeling that you told me you told me that this was coming. I was like, yeah, it is in March. Like what you know what I mean? So I'm just I'm feeling the urgency from people who aren't social media complainers, if that makes sense. Right. But I, I mean I do think that it's it's something where um I do wish and, and I, I guess I mean let me say let me backtrack. I do sometimes wondering as someone who works in, in the political space, if I'm almost too jaded right. and too accepting of of the fact that things don't necessarily happen overnight and things, you know, uh, I, I, I understand that a politician can go out and say, I'm going to give you 2000 checks, $2,000 checks. And I've been around long enough and say, you know, if we net $1,500 and it's all <laughs> over, that's, that's a good day. Right. Right. Um, and, but, but that, that's just it. We go back to the whole issue of Republican messaging. Republican messaging is that simple. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and, and realistically, I think that there's a greater responsibility put on people who vote liberal, who vote Democratic to read through the lines, to see the look at nuance and to be understanding when things don't go their way. Um, and I do, I wouldn't mind a more informed campaign style. I wouldn't mind a, more, a, a greater um, honesty from elected officials. But quite frankly, um that's how you know when we talk about the republicans are better at messaging they're better at messaging but the reality is is that um it's easy to be better when you're simple when you're living in a very simple world and the reality is life is so nuanced that um i just think that in many ways politicians need to do better but we prove the understanding of the process from the public yeah I don't disagree with you because I'm in the same boat as you. I guess sometimes it comes down to this is this is the easy part. What Democrats are, the COVID bill is the easy part, right? Because people need it and it's going to help. And if if not that they're struggling because they're on their schedule perfectly, they're not behind schedule from what they've said from the beginning. Pelosi, Biden, they've all said mid March, and it looks like that, right? But it's like if you're if you're taking three months for this, it's, it's going to be just hard for you to get other stuff done that we need to get done, like voter laws, like maybe DC statehood stuff like that. So if you're struggling with the easy stuff, I'm always wondering. Um, I get the process. I just wonder if if we could get bigger things done faster. Yeah, and and, and let me just I'm going to go back to it, and it's it's not it's not a slight on the public as much as it is the reality. Um, I love in a political process how oftentimes people will expect a elected official to have a position or a view of something that at the end of the day is not even a purview. Um, right. you know, I've worked for I've worked for elected officials up and down the uh, not only the ballot but the the ranking state, federal, local, etc. You know how many times people will call a uh, congressional office complaining about their streetlights being out. Right. That's not the purview of your congressperson. You don't know how many times people come up to an alderman and complain to the alderman that we're at war in Syria. They have nothing to do with that. Right, right. Um, you know, I, 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 I do think that any kind of comprehensive um, political strategy, especially what we're almost 18 months from the next election, mm-hmm. uh, a year away in Illinois from the next primary, I would love to see a lot more emphasis put on, uh, you know, I wish that politicians and political parties did more civics messaging 
and and yeah. voter education. It's heavy. It may it may make it harder to to go with simple messages, but it also I think helps you because you would also have a public and electorate that's a little bit more understanding of the process, and they might they might behave differently in the voting booth, uh, and they'll react to different things. Yeah, but that's also putting a lot of faith in the voter base to um, have that attention span and have that patience, which I think we do have. Um, but there's people who don't show up necessarily, you know, who need a reason to show up. And $1,400 checks is going to be a good reason to show up to say, hey, I benefited from this and I'm going to go vote for Biden again, or I'm going to vote for this mayor again, depending on what, whatever situation happens. So I think people remember those big strokes. Uh, we might remember the little things because uh, we're into it, but I think people remember the big stuff. And um, I think Democrats are good at the big stuff. So sometimes they get boggled in the little stuff, if that makes sense. All right. Uh, before we leave Capitol Hill, uh, did you see the report uh, that came from the New York Times that said they believe they got video of the person that sprayed uh, bear spray on the police officer who died? And they have a strong belief that it was a bear spray. Now, I saw something from either the medical examiner or someone saying that they've not yet ruled the cause of death, but evidently the FBI is beginning to look at. Did you did you see that report? Yeah, well, I've been following that generally because they said at first it was the he was he was hit with a fire hydrant that caused the concussion that caused, but now they're focusing on this. So I'm sure there's something that's part of the. The, like you said, the medical examiner's report that's saying it was probably something else. We all saw that video, though. So it's like, it's not like it's a surprise you have it because it's all on our Twitter timeline. So as far as I'm concerned, that should have been um, some, I'm, I'm sure they've been looking into it the whole entire time. So I'm glad hopefully I, justice is being served. I saw a stat, I saw a report that said something along the lines of um, they have arrested 280 people and i think they expect 300 people to be charged and what i'm enjoying what i'm i won't say enjoying but what i'm noticing or i'm pleased by is the fact that a lot of these people are getting upgraded charges i wonder if the upgraded charges were based upon um getting more more as time went on or i still wonder if some of that was we're only going to get them into the system while trump's president and we'll wait till biden's president before we crank them up right yeah. Um, and then also what happens if Merrick Garland has not been sworn in yet? Does do they get ramped up even more if Merrick Garland uh you know gets gets and gets not only that, ahead. but they're gonna start talking about each other as well. So yeah, they're, well, they're gonna know, find out more things. You know what's interesting, and um we didn't put it in a show up, but you know, it's funny and we call the show multitask for a reason, and sometimes we don't realize all the things that happen in a week. Yeah. And the reality is is that um, one of the things that happened is we started a week out with the Merrick Garland hearings. Yeah. And, um, I thought it went well. I, the one thing I noticed was, I'm not sure if you saw it, was you actually had um, the Republicans trying to go after uh, two of two women who will be Merrick Garland's deputies, Vanita Gupta and I think Kristen Clark. Um, are two, you know, women of color attorneys, very vocal, very outspoken, work very intensely in the area of civil rights. And, you know, they've had some pretty frank words, you know, that 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 hurt the sensibilities of Republicans. And um, I wonder what their hearings are going to be like. I think there, there might be more fireworks in their hearings than were in the Merrick Garland hearings. Well, we've saw that with you know, Tandon and we we're, I'm starting to catch a trend of women and women of color being aggressively um 
being asked questions aggressively more than these white men, which is unfortunate, which is something that we, I think we all expect, but um, they're, they're, I mean, they're going to handle it. They're, they're good at what they're doing. I'm sure it'll go well. Well, you know, what's, what's um, interesting is I, there are some people at, that were discussing this and I, and I kind of agree there. Well, I, I think she, she, she should uh, hold, hold forth. They're like, should, should, should tend and, um, pull her nomination should the White House pull her nomination. I think that the worst thing that can happen to Joe Manchin and some of these other folks is that they don't pull the tandem nomination, but they actually have to vote against them. I mean, we, we talked about this last week. I still think that um, the reality is, is you don't want to be the person who tanks the president of your own party's right. nomination. You know, it's it's someone who, you know, especially Tendon, who's she's kind of controversial because she's said certain things, but her 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 bona fides are there, her qualifications are there. She's she she can more than do the job. Yeah, we we saw some reporting. I don't know how true it is that Tendon went after Mansion's daughter on Twitter a few years ago, which is why Mansion doesn't want her. And I know she's I think meeting with Murkowski on Monday to try to. Murkowski might be the deciding vote and so they're trying to get it um yeah I don't know I don't know I'm, I'm still I feel the same way I felt last week it's like you voted for the guy he's gonna be the party leader well, why are we not giving him his people that's just where I'm gonna always stand on that and let's preface it you know yeah yeah Tandon went after Joe Manchin's daughter but Joe Manchin's daughter wasn't a 12 year old at home watching Blue's Clues or whatever 12 year olds watch she she was the head of the EpiPen the company that makes EpiPen, and they were basically three hundred dollars or something yeah, for an EpiPen, just, some, just price gouging and EpiPens. Uh, I'm not necessarily saying attacks people. So, we, and that's the other thing. She was definitely not getting attacked because she was Joe Manchin's daughter. She was yeah, getting yeah. attacked because she was the CEO of a company that was harming the American people 100%. by its price gouging. One hundred percent. And again, so, Joe, so. Joe Manchin had no problem with with Bill Barr or. Um, Who's the Supreme Court? Uh, Brett Kavanaugh. So, as far as I'm yeah. concerned, he could probably stick quiet on this one. Yeah. Um, I, I guess, you know, I said let's get away from the Hill, but we got, there's others. Um, some, some really, I don't want to say disturbing, but some, some startling information came out about the pretty boy uh, from the South Carolina, uh, Madison. What's his name? Madison or Cawthorn? Uh, Hawthorne something, yeah. Yeah, it's just made up uh, character name. <laughs> that guy's a trip. Yeah, that guy's um, that guy's a, a, a Democrat cannot get away with the stuff. I mean, this is the very reason why. Um, granted, he didn't have accusations. Well, he does have accusations. He does. Yeah, this is this is the exact same reason. Reason Al Franken is not a mm-hmm. member of Congress right now, and the Republicans are more than happy to have him sitting sitting there it just it's ridiculous and we'll talk about it off the air because um, we haven't talked about it yet i don't want to put you on the spot but we're also dealing there's a governor dealing with this situation where democrats are are asking them to resign so um we we there isn't two sides there both sides to this republicans never resign republicans never call on other republicans to resign al franken all the democrats asked them to resign there were some people who backed them but it was just based it was just personal right but Democrats have a history of this. I'm sure that um, you'll see in the next couple of days that situation with that governor is going to get heated. But um, I, I don't think this is going to hurt that gentleman. What, I think Hawthorne is his name. But um, 
Okay. I don't think it's going to hurt him uh, with his base. Yeah, but unfortunately, that base is dwindling. And But the stuff that's coming out against him is the type of stuff that could get you. I wouldn't be surprised, put it this way. I would be surprised that when it's all over this first con- this first year of the 117th Congress, I would be surprised if uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene is not the only one who's losing committee assignments. Yeah, no, agreed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's 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 ridiculous. So it's you know, I don't know. It's quite the week. Things are getting better with COVID. Uh, we got the Johnson Johnson vaccine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm getting excited. My, like I said, my mother got her second shot today. My father will get his second shot on Friday. That's great. Um, it was the, the, I'll tell you one thing that's changed already is um, when I took my mom for her first shot, she could only go in by herself. And she said today that I could have gone in with her. So just in the 20-some days that she's had, um, the policy has changed, you know, as far as, you know, who can come in and not. But, you know, our, our, our numbers are dro- continuing to drop in Illinois. And what I'm really happy about, our gross numbers are dropping, but our overall testing is staying between eighty nine, between seventy five and eighty nine thousand, which is pretty high. Yeah. So you know, I'm I'm, I'm excited about that. Uh, yeah, Chicago, I saw Chicago's test positivity rate go down to three percent, which is just like it just keeps going down. The combination of uh, obviously we've been snowed in. We'll see with this warm weather this week, but it's exciting. It's exciting to see like. I saw that the police, the Chicago police, were getting ready for like outdoor concerts this year, and it's it's starting to trend that way. So I think that's good. Well, I, I want. I mean, I'm glad the vaccine's here, and I would like to see us continue COVID protocols for probably two or three months because if you continue COVID protocols through, say, the end of May, or you know, through June combined with you know the masking the distancing and the vaccine we can really put this thing down and yeah and get, i'm and i do not ever ever want another pandemic but part of me is curious as to three years from now when something else jumps off will our will we have muscle memory right that even if there was another coronavirus a COVID 19 would it be like it is now? Even if it's as deadly, would it would it spread like it's spreading now because of what we've been through? Do you, are you following what I'm saying? Is uh, if, are you if, speaking if, from a government or from the people? A, 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 first of all, it depends on who's the who right. who's running the country. But um, I do I'm agree. Though, I do a, agree. I'm saying kind of a hybrid, right? If if, if two years from now, um, there's a reporter saying this thing could be as deadly as COVID. Would it be as yeah from a chemical biology structural standpoint? Yes, but would the behavior be there in many quarters that we would just immediately know what we need to do to contain it? I I think we will, and here is why: because I think some of those I've been on record saying this. I, a lot of people disagree with me, and I, I walked it back a little bit. But I think some learned behavior is going to stay outside of the pandemic um mass wearing we saw the flu season was not not i wouldn't say non-existent but it was very very low this year partly because scientists believe because of mass but also the kids weren't in school and kids are the, the super spreaders of the flu usually from from family to family so because the kids weren't really in school in mass the flu season was decreasing i see people saying i'm gonna wear a mask next year for flu season because why not right i think that's gonna change i think you're gonna see masks on flights 
I think you're going to see more people. Um, there's a workforce, right? Like maybe Google shutters 20 percent of its workforce on Zoom meetings all day long because I think that's going to not only save people from commuting but also save office space and companies are starting to save money on that stuff. So I think there's going to be some of this that's going to change outside of the pandemic. So to bring it back to your question, if if another one hits, I hope not. I think some of us will be like, cool, or, I still have my mask. Let's jump back into that. I still have 40 cases of hand sanitizer that I bought. Uh, It'll be like the news report comes up. Everyone's like, it's go time, people. Yeah. Go time. Activate code red. Yeah. And then we'll just hit it. You know, businesses business will just go in the back and get their COVID shields again, right? <laughs> they, they, they'll they have, you know, they'll take it down, right? But then they'll literally, you know, the my favorite Chinese food restaurant in Hazelcrest they hooked their they hooked their spot up. I remember walking into that place, you know, when, right after we started going back and doing carry out, and they literally had built a a frame out of two by fours for their counter, and then they put plastic, you know, like you know, so clear plastic on mm-hmm. it, and they cut a little sliver and they put cardboard on it so you could slide your credit card in and slide it out, and then like when you got your uh, food, there was one of those spinning things. They put the food in and they'd spin it around. Um, I, well, here's the question. Do you think that people who, and those weren't really great investments. Those were handyman stuff. Yeah. But do you think that if you were a business owner who did that type of stuff, mm-hmm. are you leaving it up or, or when does that come down? If you were, if you were at Chinese food restaurant, uh, mid, mid August, are you ripping it down? You're like, Oh, we're going to, let's see how this thing plays out. I mean, what nah. are you doing if, if, if you're one of those spots that. I think not only is he going to stay up, but I think when when some of these buildings, these new construction sites, or when the office remodels, I think they'll keep a pandemic in mind and at least be like ready for like, all right, this is going to happen and we're going to be prepared for it. And right. you're going to see a lot of changes, I think, to stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it, my dad has said that, and he said this back last year, he said he's really excited to see what it'll look like when it's over. Yeah. And what he means is he he has been impressed by, you know, look, I'm pissed at still all the people who don't wear masks and do all that yeah. other crap. However, I do think that we need to take a minute and celebrate how many people did also sacrifice. Yeah. How many people did do the right thing. Um, you know, as as bad as it is, and it could have been worse, and it could have been better. As bad as it is, though, um, it did. It wasn't worse because so many people did do, you know, these right things, and will can, continue to do these right things. So, you and know, not I'm only that, but I hope that we change healthcare to to be more preventative than 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 reactionary. And I hope that we start like in the pandemic. I think people focused on people who were uh, older and people who were at risk and people who had pre existing conditions. And I hope that we could shift healthcare to start focusing on those people too and 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 help well and wasn't there something um where even with the vaccines they said that the process by which they created the vaccines yeah has forever changed the vaccine game i I just read before the episode i just read that there's rna vaccine for malaria that's it's proven to be effective with the first one ever so I think they're learning how to make those things faster and more adjustable, if that makes sense. I mean, I don't know how you do a feel-good story about a pandemic that's killed over 500,000 people and how many know who, how many know what that number will be when it's over. 
but I bet you that there's going to be a lot of like stuff. Let's we need to like put something in like our our calendar and just say August first or October first. Have that discussion about what's changed, what's better. But man, we're we're going on and on. We we didn't think we we're going to have a lot to discuss, and now we're, yeah, now, we're enough, now we're yeah. running long. So for for now, this is John signing off. This body signing off. Thanks for joining us, guys. See you next week.